0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 148. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. It's a beautiful fall day here in Michigan, a little crisp, but very sunny. So I'm feeling super energetic and happy today. It's funny how much the weather can affect our mood and just being aware of that is a great reminder to check your brain each day and understand where you're starting from. I know that sunshine makes me happy, so I try to appreciate it whenever I can. And living in Michigan, we don't get as much as some of you do in other parts of the world. So with that being said, I hope that you're in a sunny place right now. And if you're not, spend a few minutes noticing the things that you do have that make you feel grateful and have faith that it will be a sunny day tomorrow. And if you have sunshine where you are today, get out and get a little vitamin D soak in that sun a little bit and uh, create some good vibes for yourself. I know later on today I will be out on my bike because we are running out of nice weather here in Michigan. So get outside and then let me know what you did to enjoy the weather in your area. I'd love to hear about it. So today what I would like to talk about is proximity. I wrote my blog this weekend about it and have been doing a lot of research because it's something that interests me a lot. I've read many articles and even a book on this subject, and I think that it has some practical application for veterinary medicine and life in general. But before we get into that, I want to encourage you to send me your favorite mantras and quotes for an upcoming podcast suggested by a listener. I have some compiled, but I need a few more. So please reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or email. My email is jacapel, Dvm at gmail.com. And I will be forever grateful if you participate in this podcast. I'm also planning a technician panel podcast to discuss the state of veterinary technicians in this working environment right now and what we can do to help make veterinary technician lives better. So if you want to appear and talk on the podcast with me and that panel, and you are a veterinary technician, send me an email so we can get that set up. If you have any other ideas for guests or subjects on an upcoming podcast, let me know that too. I would really appreciate hearing from you. And on top of all that, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I love knowing that you're out there. I love talking to you each week. I want to get to know all of you personally, so I just want to appreciate the platform that we have here to talk about these things. Okay, so let's get down to business and talk about proximity. The definition of proximity is nearness in space time or relationship closeness immediacy vicinity or nearness and i found this interesting the history of proximity hinges on the idea of closeness both physical and also metaphorical um and i found the um root of this word it was borrowed from a word in middle french which in turn acquired it from latin and it started as proximitas proximitat and the adjective proximus meaning nearest or next so i don't know if you needed that little bit of english lesson but there you got it because i thought it was interesting So I've always thought, and it's been my experience, that energy creates energy. And when I'm around people that are happy and work hard, I naturally feel more ambitious and happy. And so that phenomenon is called proximity or the proximity principle, depending on who you read and what you read. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast. Jim Rohn says that we are the product of the five people that we spend the most time with. And as I read that again, getting ready for this podcast, I actually sat and wrote down who I spend the most time with. And you can do the top five or the top 10. Doesn't really matter. But if you have people close around you, those are the people that are going to influence your life the most. Now, Ken Coleman says that seven out of 10 workers report being unhappy at work. So that means there are a lot of unhappy people that you may be hanging around with in your workplace. And if that's true in our veterinary hospitals, it makes sense that veterinary practices may sometimes feel toxic. And I hear this complaint all the time from my coaching clients about their different work situations. They frequently say that they work in a toxic work environment. And it kind of makes sense that if we spend a lot of time with our coworkers and they are stressed messes, that we will also be a stressed mess. Now, I think that toxic practices are about energy and attitude. So with this in mind, we need to understand that we have some responsibility for the energy that we bring to these practices. We may not have the power to choose our co-workers or immediately change the way a particular place operates, but we do have the power to influence the culture and the people around us. If the people around us have the power to influence our mood, then I think that we can directly influence their mood. So you can use the power of your proximity to change the energy of your practice. So proximity can work both ways. Bring positive energy to every day and see if those around you change. Now, when I say that, I know a lot of you are going to be saying that's impossible. It's so difficult when you're in a group of so many negative people to actually be the sunshine in the room, as I talked about sunshine before, but I compiled a few ways to maybe help you bring more positive energy into this negative situation. So the first one would be to pay attention to your triggers. Now, I know that I'm heavily influenced by gossip and people talking negatively about the clients, and that has a big tendency to rub off on me and start to bring me down. So if I know that gossip is a trigger for me and I pay attention to it, I'm more likely not to engage in it. Another way would be to make sure that you speak up. If there's a lot of negative energy in your toxic practice, Speak up your positive energy. Remind people of the good things that happen. I love to get off the phone with a client that's been really kind to me and then spread those words around the hospital. And I have it happen a lot where I'm doing a curbside appointment and a client might say to me, Thank you so much for being so helpful. Thank you so much for getting me in today. I know that you guys are so busy. They're trying to be appreciative of the practice. And if it's curbside, the rest of my team doesn't get to hear that. So the first thing I do when I hang up the phone and I walk up to the front desk to let the receptionist know that I'm ready for that client to be charged out is I say, Mrs. So-and-so said, thank you so much for treating her so well. She's very appreciative of all the things that we're doing. She called me honey because I love it when clients call me honey. So I always share that. And just sharing that little bit of light with the rest of your team will start to bring them into a more positive mindset. So making sure to speak up when someone says something good or sharing positive things will help influence that environment. If you're feeling very negative at your work, think about all the good things in your life. Think about things that are happening great in the practice Or at home for you because that gratitude will help pull a negative mood up and make it more positive. Another thing you can do is set some boundaries. Make sure that you don't allow people to bring you down. If they're gossiping or they walk into your office with something negative, just tell them, look, I don't want to engage in that right now. That sounds kind of negative to me. So I would prefer that you don't share that kind of thing with me. And that's difficult if you're not a real aggressive person. I understand that. But you can do it in a really kind way. Say, look, I'm really working on my positive mindset today. I would ask that you don't share anything negative with me today. And that's going to make those people around you think. That will allow them to see that you're working on yourself. Another thing that you can do is ground yourself or calm yourself. And what I mean by that is just go somewhere in the practice that doesn't feel as negative and do some quick breathing exercises or meditate for a second or read some positive sayings that you've posted in your office. Get to the point where you feel more grounded, and then you'll have more power to influence the environment in a positive way. And don't engage in the negative talk. That's really difficult to do. But if you can catch your negative brain before it comes out of your mouth and stop it, that will go a long way into making you feel more positive. So this proximity principle, if used to influence others, is very powerful. But I also want us to learn to use it to make our life better. So not only do we want to share it with others, but we also want to use it to get ahead ourselves. So if you want to create more abundance or positivity, in your life find someone that has the attitude that you want is there one person in the practice that is always upbeat stick around those people hang around them more people that work to create a positive mental attitude spend time and energy working on their mind don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask for help in order to feel better if you're working on your brain and it feels hard It's supposed to feel hard. And none of us are self-sufficient in all areas of our lives. So getting help when needed is a sign of strength. Putting yourself in the proximity of a good therapist or coach will help you achieve the energy and attitude that you desire. Or just find somebody that you really admire that has the qualities that you want to embody. In other words, put yourself around those that raise you up. So the proximity principle in psychology describes the way relationships are formed between people or things close to one another. And you can use proximity to reach your goals. So the first thing would be getting your mindset better and then using proximity to reach your life goals. Now, Tony Robbins says that proximity is power. And what that means is if you surround yourself with the people who have already achieved your goals and dreams, then you can use that power to work on yourself to create those goals and dreams. So for example, if you want to make a million dollars, then you need to associate yourself with those that have already made a significant amount of money and learn from them. Ask them about their financial philosophy. How do they do their budget? How do they invest their money? Watching and imitating them will help you get your own finances in order and increase your income. Now, the money's not gonna fall from the sky. It's not gonna just show up one day. You're not gonna win the lottery. People spend so much time thinking, well, if I just won the lottery, but if you put in the work and you learn from the example of someone that has money, then you'll be more likely to make that million dollars that you want. And that's just one example. If you want a new career, associate with the person that works in your chosen field. Now, for us in veterinary medicine, there are so many amazing veterinarians out there that have created huge success financially. They've created success in their chosen area of veterinary medicine if you want to specialize. They have achieved results in just life and creating a balanced life. So getting to know the people that already have what you want allows you to see how they got there. And be sure that your goals align with your morals and values and put yourself where you can get involved in that area. I know that I've been around veterinarians that seemed super successful and I've put myself in the proximity, but then I learned that they don't have the same values that I have or morals that I have, or they don't want the same life balance that I have. So if you put yourself in the proximity of someone that you think is what you want and then you find out differently, then just be true to yourself and then go looking for someone else. And then if you feel intimidated, about doing this, about reaching out to somebody that feels more successful than you, just remember that everyone started somewhere and even the most successful people were once where you are now. I work with so many veterinarians that I feel like are above me that are very down to earth. If you just reach out, even if they feel out of reach, Most of us, most veterinarians are friendly people and most veterinarians want what's best for other veterinarians. So that intimidation or imposter syndrome that you feel when you're getting ready to step out of your comfort zone is all part of the deal. So put yourself around those people that have been successful and those that you wish to be. Now, sometimes I talk to my veterinary clients and they just say, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want, but I don't want what I have. And so that's a really tough spot to be in, right? It feels stuck. It feels icky. It just feels like you'll never get where you want to go because you don't know where you want to go. So one way to correct this problem is to work with someone else so they can help you figure it out and ask you questions. And that's what I do with a lot of my clients. Another thing that I think is very helpful if you can make yourself do it is creating a vision board. Now I know that sounds a little strange, but creating a visual reminder about what you want helps you stay focused on your goals. And it doesn't have to be an actual board with photos. And, you know, sometimes when people say to us, create a vision board, we think that it sounds really silly, like you're going to have this huge poster in your room with all these photos on it, you know, about trips you want to take and things like that. And that is one way to do it, but it doesn't have to be that elaborate. It can be something as simple as having things posted around your desk. Um, And that's something that I do frequently. I don't have an actual vision board with photos, although after researching this podcast, I might do this. But I have things posted on my desk, on my mic boom, sayings that inspire me, goals that I'm creating for myself, I write down. And it just reminds me of the things that I'm going after, reminds me to work on myself. Posting your vision is all about putting it where you can see it, and about creating a strong relationship between you and your goals and desires. It's about keeping reminders of the things that you want, physical things, things that you want to change emotionally. It helps you move in a forward direction. So it can be pictures of the house that you want. It can be a number if it's money that you're going after. It can be a different practice or a different life. Maybe you want to be an a practice owner. Maybe you want to get with the right person that runs a successful practice. It can be anything, and it's all about moving forward. Being intentional about a direction will help you to get out of that stagnant place. It'll help you get unstuck. Now, I looked up some rules for a vision board because I thought this was something that would be helpful if you actually wanted to make a vision board, And I think I'm going to do this. I really want to do that this week. And I think it's something I would challenge you to do, too. But the rules are only post things that are very important to you, not to anyone else. Don't think about what your parents want, what your boss wants, what your coach wants, even. It's things that are important to you. It can be family. It can be homes. It can be anything. But going deep and thinking about your values is what's important. The second rule would be post positive things, not negative. For example, don't post, I want to quit wasting money. Put something more positive like, I want to create wealth or I want to create $100,000. Or even better, I will create $100,000. You want it to be a strong positive. Then put up goals from all areas of your life. So personal development goals, work goals, vacations, financial goals, spiritual goals, health goals. Take each area of your life. And if you're unsure of what those are, there are things on the Internet you can look up that do like a life circle, which gives you all the different areas of your life and then make sure you have strong goals for each area, because it's all about creating this balanced life, right? We all want to do the best things in all areas. And then the last thing is post the board or your goals, if you're not gonna do an actual board, where you can see them every day. You need to train your brain to believe the positive things that you've posted. So if you don't look at them every day, if you don't start to repeat them, have like a mantra going, you won't start to believe them. So put the goals in the proximity to your brain. And so once you get this vision board created, in addition to that, I would encourage you to write down your goals every day. I do this in my bullet journal. I write down a list of the steps that I'm going to do each day to get to my goals. And those big goals are written down in that journal. And then this one trick that I've just read about and I've started to do is writing down your goals as if they were already done. For example, instead of saying in my bullet journal, write the blog, which is what I sometimes do on my weekly list of things to do. And it'll have a little box next to it so I can exit off as my goal instead of writing that I would instead write Sunday blog is complete with a little checkbox. So it's basically the same thing. But if you write it as if it's already done, then your brain will be more likely to complete it because there's no escape. It's not like, well, I'll do that later because it's specific. I also always write a deadline in my bullet journal, like blog written by noon or blog written by three. That helps me stay focused and on track, and that helps me set my timer while I'm writing to make sure that it gets done by the time that I promised myself it would get done. So writing goals for the day, for the week, month, and year, it puts your mindset and proximity to the goals, to get more things done. Now, one trick I read about while I was researching for this Proximity podcast was trying to write statements as if they are actions. For example, something like, I am becoming a better boss, or I am becoming a more confident woman. Something like that is better than, I want to be a better boss, or I want to be more confident if you can write action statements that i am and i am becoming it's more positive and it puts your brain in a better place to move forward even when you fail so let's say you have six things on your list to do today and only three of them get done saying i am becoming a writer or i am becoming better in this area will help you not get discouraged when you've messed up a little or when you've missed your deadline. I'm getting better at this. Writing is getting easier. So the bottom line is surround yourself with people who have what you want and use language that assumes you've already arrived at your goal and that you're already getting and becoming what you want. Okay, so we've covered a lot and I feel like this proximity principle if you can just embrace it a little bit, will help you get some things going this week. So let's go through some steps about how you can use this this week to get into the proximity of something that you want. So first, as I always say, be honest about where you are. Start by writing positively about where you are now without judgment. So once you know where you are, then you can dream about where you want to be and then write the goals as if you have already accomplished them. Start working on timeframes to make every step of the goal come true. You'll need to then use the power of proximity to weed out the negative voices around you and get closer to the people that inspire you and build you up. You don't have to necessarily change your location. Remember that. If you work in a negative workplace, start acting more positive and some of the negative people around you will start to catch on they will be influenced by your positivity then spend your free time outside of work with those that are truly positive and have accomplished what you want to do you can get a coach a therapist a friend to work with that can help you change your mindset and then work with them consistently once a week, every other week, even every day, to help you clean up your brain and get more confidence and change your habits. If you do all these things this week, I guarantee that you'll be closer to having that amazing life that you want. There's no greater influence on you being able to reach your goals than getting around people who have already reached theirs. Ask a successful person and they'll probably tell you they didn't get where they are alone. They put themselves in the proximity to people and things that made it more likely that they were going to get to their goals. So find the right person to teach you, and then you be the person to teach others. You're in control, even if it sometimes doesn't feel like you are. So if you're struggling to move forward or get to a better mindset, please reach out for help. You can contact me on my website for a free coaching session to see what coaching is all about. You can go to my website, veterinarylifecoach.com or juliecapel.com, Or if you just have a question, send me an email. I would love to help you get started. My mission is to keep talented veterinarians and veterinary technicians in this profession that I love. I love it, this profession. And I want to help you build your life. I want you to get to your dreams. Okay, let's wrap up this podcast with a quote from Tony Robbins. It says, If you can get proximity with people that are the best in the world, things can happen because all of the people they know, the insights they have, and the life experience they have, they can save you a decade of time by one insight. And my second quote is from Ken Coleman, who wrote a book called Proximity Principle, and it's a good book. So if you want something to read, get that book and read it. He talks a lot about finding the job of your dreams. And many of us are already in the job of our dreams, but reading this book will help you realize that. So the quote that I got from his book says, so dream big, ask for help, embrace failure, take the shot and continue to climb one step at a time. And that's what I want you to do this week. Take one step this week to be better. Take one small action today. Even if it scares the bejesus out of you, put yourself first and in the proximity of what you want. So that's all for me today, my friends. Have a beautiful, blessed week. Bye.